Hi everyone, this is Cole Primo from the Minnesota Native News team. We're excited to let you know about the new programming from Minnesota Native News aimed at keeping you informed on important health concerns in these unprecedented times of the pandemic. Starting May 27th, Minnesota Native News launches three new programs in addition to our regular newscasts. Listen for the Minnesota Native News COVID-19 Daily Update, the COVID-19 Community Conversations, and the Minnesota Native News Health Report. Each of these new programs will help you stay connected to important information related to Minnesota tribal communities and the COVID-19 pandemic. Find out how to listen at our website, minnesotanativenews.org. Boujou, welcome to Native Lights Bidapi. I'm your host, Cole Primo. And I'm your other host, Leah Lem. We are here enjoying each other's company in this podcast where we connect with Native community in Minnesota during the COVID-19 pandemic, providing connection in these physical distancing times. Today we're chatting with Louise Matson, the Executive Director of the Division of Indian Work. She's also the founding board member and current board chair of Bidote Learning Center uh, at Dakota and Ojibwe Immersion School in South Minneapolis. She's a mentor for Big Brother Big Sister. She's also a member of the board of directors for the American Heart Association. Wowza. So a lot of stuff going on, and I'm glad we can talk to her. All right. I think we have Louise on the line. Hi. Hey, Buju. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Good to see you. Thank you for joining us. So just to kick things off, could you just uh, start with an intro to your you know, yourself, your occupation, tribe. Uh, Buju, Louise Matson, Indigenous, Makwandudem, Gawa Baba, Kinikag, and Dunjaba. So my name is Louise Matson, and I'm Bear Clan from the White Earth Nation, but I am an urban Indian through and through. I'm uh, born and raised and still live in South Minneapolis. And I am the executive director here at the Division of Indian Work. I've been here since 2002, most of that time directing the youth programs. So I'm a teacher by training. And then in 2014, I became the executive director. Nice. So, so how are you doing and you know, how is the family during all this? You know, my personal family or our DIW family? Or we'll both? start with the personal. Okay. Um, you know, it, it, it's hard. I, my family's been pretty healthy, so I feel very lucky. I haven't mm. had anyone very close to me become ill, but I just, you know, it's like everybody else were... Um, uh, lonely for each other. So that's hard. Mm. Um, I do actually see my father comes here. He works here as maintenance part-time. So, mm. um, and so he still comes up. I think he, you know, which makes me a little bit nervous because he's an elder, um, but he wears all the safety stuff, but he just, um, you know, he wants to come here and make sure everything's okay. So I do get to see him. And, and then our DAW um, family is really, I'm amazed by the staff here. They really like quickly pivoted to work remotely with clients. I never, ever thought that our agency is so much about in-person meeting. I never thought we could do it and do it so quickly. And they're really um, trying to support community members and their clients as best they can. I mean, it, remote work is just not ideal. It's just not, and I don't think it's ideal for our community either because we're very relational, mm-hmm. but it's what we have right now. And so I'm just amazed at what they're coming up with to do. We are still um, open in our food shelf. So we've had, uh, we have folks driving up and picking up bags that are pre-packed. So again, that's not ideal because it's not a lot of choice, but it's the safe 
safe thing to do out of our garage. So our building isn't even open. Um, they also can pick up toiletries and diapers. Um, but I, you know, those staff, um, you know, I worry that's our food shelf manager. And then we have WEX workers. So work experience um, from the Lax tribe. They're kind of the frontline folks down there. And then we're also delivering, well, we've always delivered NAPS, which is like SNAPS. Um, so it's benefits, but it's for elders. So we deliver those monthly. And then we're also, you know, doing a lot of food to Little Earth, trying to order pre-packed boxes. So it's easy, you know, shelf stable. Again, not the best, but it's um, something to get out there. And then we also have Austin Bartold working here and he is cooking he was hired to be our nutrition coordinator. So I was so excited about that to cook healthy food with the kids and then with the other staff, um, with their clients. Um, and then, but now he's cooking and we're delivering meals um, to families. Hmm. So I think they're doing okay. I think, I mean, I think a lot of us are in this field because we like people and we're people. We're, so we're lonely for that. Hmm. We're lonely for yeah, that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you missing people? Yeah, I'm missing people. I, I mean, I like I sing with a group of women and we tried to do it over Zoom. It was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> There's a <laughs> <Yeah>. delay. <laughs> There's a, it doesn't work. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so that was, um, I miss seeing them. Who do you sing with? We call ourselves the Siganox Singers, so Red Wing Blackbirds. So it's just like Artie Medina who works here. Um Diane Wilson and Pauline Danforth and uh, Mariana Harstead, Terry Yellowhammer. Wow. Um, people come and go. So if you're if you like to sing, you're welcome to come and join us because we're just, <laughs> you know we just get together and uh, and sing together. And then sometimes we um, get asked to sing at things. That's um, good. Yeah. So yes, I I miss that. I'm yeah. I'm I'm lonely for that. So. Um, mm. And like I said, I'm, I'm also a people person. So, um, and then I also miss, um, you know, the social activities like uh, Madame McCoska was going to be tomorrow. That's the Canoe Nations Gathering that Phillips Indian Educators puts on for middle school and high school kids um, at Madame McCoska. That's not happening or we're having a virtual activity next week. But, you know, again, it's sorely missed. Yeah, it's just like this... The, those foundational activities of just coming together as a community mm-hmm. just kind of all fell out, you know. Oh, yeah, normally. A lot of powwows and, you know, these canoeing activities. It's just, it makes me really appreciate <laughs> the time we do have together um, a bit more. Well, our community is so active. There's so much going on all the time, you know, language tables, mm-hmm. um You know, you could go up to the Gatherings Cafe and get something to eat or, you know, all the gallery, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the community. And um, it's kind of taking a big step back or new native theater, going to a show. I mean, and a lot of those relationships were like seeing people in passing, Mm -hmm. too, even just being around each other and not necessarily like coming together for a certain thing. But so many things were just like you said, Gatherings Cafe or the theater and then seeing people. Yeah in passing too. We're a small community here. So you run into people all the time, um, especially in the, in the South Minneapolis area. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
So always guaranteed if you if you hang out at powwow grounds for like ten minutes, <laughs> you're guaranteed to see somebody you know. <laughs> for sure, for sure, yeah, that's very true. So now that you've made a lot of adjustments, um, have you found that any adjustments are something that you might like to keep going forward even after the pandemic, like? online stuff, virtual meetings? Actually, I would say some virtual meetings would be nice rather than driving across town. And, you know, I'll go to DHS and it's like a fortune of park down there. <laughs> and that's why I always like to host here at DIW. I always offer. We've <laughs> 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 got a huge parking lot and then um, a nice meeting space. And well, it's so convenient for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's free. Uh, yeah. So, but I can see a use for that, you know, for meeting like that. Um, but not a lot. I mean, these zoom meetings, they're exhausting. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure you probably heard that and read that it just takes more out of you because you can't, you're not in person, Sure. but yeah, I mean, we're learning tools and learning new things. I mean, I just sent something to the staff. I saw in the paper that like Wolf Ridge is doing all these environmental lessons and I'm not sure if I'm remembering the, the details, but like that, the, it's something that youth can look at online, but then they can go out and do it, like build a solar thing or something. So I sent it to the wild wow. staff, you know, but there, there's just no replacing the in-person groups though. You know, there's yeah. just, there just isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, we're learning some new techniques, I guess. Um, so I know you, you talked about, you know, the generosity you've experienced. Uh, has, has there been like a specific heartwarming moment or experience that you've had during all this that you could point out? There's a, a woman who, a community member that was sewing a lot with our moms and she just donated a bunch of those. I mentioned those beautiful um, face masks for the food shelf workers and right. she wouldn't accept any money for that. So that really kind of moved me for that. And then, yeah, just some unexpected calls um, for some donations that I didn't expect around food. It's, it's uh, really heartwarming. Very nice. So in your time in the last two months, maybe month and a half, mm-hmm. we've collectively have gone through something together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some people are, you know, we all have different experiences with this pandemic and some people it's, it's, it affects a little less. But is there anything that you've come to realize during this time about, you know, those bigger issues like humanity and mm-hmm. life? Well, I guess in general, I think that if there's one thing that comes out of it is just that we really need to pay attention to what we're doing to our environment Mm -hmm. Um, because this is related, like not taking care of the environment, taking down rainforests. I mean, we as Native people know what happens when you're exposed to a germ that you can't, you have no immunity to. I mean, smallpox was devastating to us. Mm -hmm. So as we don't treat the earth right, and this will happen again. It already has happened. You know, when you look at Ebola or Marburg. So hopefully people will pay attention to um, overpopulation, pollution, deforestation, those kind of things for our health and our safety. You know, the pollution levels went down when people stayed in. Mm -hmm. Animals were coming out at all the state parks. You know, I hope we learn from that. It's come at a lot of uh, suffering and people losing their jobs and not being able to work. It's really scary. So I wouldn't say that it's necessarily a positive thing, but it does bring attention, I think, to something we we should be paying more attention to. Yeah. Like, how can we pay attention to this without displacing and 
injuring and w- without suffering, basically. Yeah, because suffering right now, it's a hard lesson to learn, but yeah, I, I, I you know, it's, it's huge suffering. Um, yeah. But, uh, but at least it's drawing attention to some things that we do that is probably not safe or healthy. Mm-hmm. Is, is there, you know, anything else you'd like to share, you know, to listener, if there's anything, final thoughts? Or... You know, I just think I miss everybody. I know everybody misses people. So um, we just have to, you know, get through this and try to stay healthy, try to get back to, um, you know, things will be different and forever changed. But, um, but hopefully we'll, I have faith in science. So hopefully um, we'll be able to get some help here. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I miss people and I can't wait till we can all gather together as a community. Cause I mean, I just love our, our community in the twin cities. Here, here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wonderful. Right. Well, thanks for chatting Louise. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Giga Wabba Man. Giga Wabba Man. I I liked her story of, you know, just the generosity of people just not wanting anything in return, just coming, dropping off cool face masks and helping out. I just like like hearing that. Yeah, it's really wonderful. It's like the community really gets to show its strengths. Thank you, Luis Matson, for joining us today, and thank you for listening. Native Lights Bidapi is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers, made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If you'd like to help us spread the word about Native Lights, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, and every major listening app, as well as minnesotanativenews.org. And if there's someone you'd like to hear us catch up with, please send us an email at nativelightsatampers.org or find Minnesota Native News on Facebook or Instagram. Giga Wabba Men! Giga Wabba Men! <laughs>